Amen. Somebody say, Satan can't stop what Jesus has in store for my life. You believe that today? One more time. Satan can't stop what Jesus has in store for my life. We need to have a little Holy Ghost swagger. We need to have some Holy Ghost confidence. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the devil says. Uh, what Jesus says is greater. Hey Amen. What Jesus says is more powerful than what you've been through. More powerful than how you feel tonight. Satan can't stop it. He can't stop the purpose of Jesus upon your life. One more time. Somebody say he can't stop it. He can't stop it. Jesus wants us to have a Holy Ghost boldness about who he is in our lives. We pay too much to the enemy as children of God. Hallelujah. But when we have our eyes and our hearts fixed upon Jesus, the Bible says we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loves us. Amen. He can't stop it. David said this. David got a little Holy Ghost swagger, if you will. Amen. He said in Psalm 34, verse 2, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, because what the enemies try to do is to paralyze the church and intimidate the church. He always will try to do that. You got to recognize this here. This is what, amen, the apostle Paul wrote. He said, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. You got to recognize when the spirit of fear wants to paralyze your life. You got to recognize it's so important for us as children of God to recognize when the spirit of fear comes from Satan to try to keep us from moving forward and doing great exploits. The Bible says, God, somebody shout God. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That, mind, that is a mind that is occupied with peace, clarity, secure, unafraid. That's what God wants to give us. I want to read a portion of scripture here tonight in Luke 10. Again, I won't be long, but I feel I didn't plan on sharing a word, but it was so strong that it was clear that God was wanting to say this to us tonight. I want to read Luke 10. I do a lot of reading here. I won't have you stand for time's sake. Luke 16, uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 16. I'm going to kind of walk through this a little bit, going through verse 37. Just why don't you turn there in your Bible apps, turn there in your Bibles, Luke chapter 10, verses 16. Amen. We'll, we'll read and we'll get there. Amen. I'm going to go ahead for time's sake here tonight. 
Luke 10, verse 16, the Bible says, Jesus said, He that heareth you, heareth me. And he that despiseth you, children of God, despiseth me, Jesus is saying. And he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. And the 70 returned again. These are 70 disciples, 70 followers of Jesus. He sent them out. Amen. And they came back to Jesus. They returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he, Jesus, said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Somebody say, God's come to give me power. He's come to give you power. Amen. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And behold, I give unto you. Somebody say, that's me. I give unto you power. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, somebody say nothing. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father. Lord of heaven and earth that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent he's referring those who are wise in their own eyes those who are prideful in their own eyes and hast revealed them unto babes that's us we're the simple don't be don't be don't be ashamed to be called simple don't be ashamed to be called sheep it's the sheep that the Lord gives revelation and understanding to He said, I thank you, O Father. You've hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Verse 23, and he turned himself unto his disciples. Somebody say his disciples. Who are the disciples in the house tonight? He turned to his disciples and he said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you, you're reading along here tonight? For I tell you that many prophets and kings, listen to this, have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them. And to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. If Wall Street knew what Jesus was doing in the house tonight. If Las Vegas knew what was happening here in the house of God tonight. If everybody in the bars, amen, and all that in the streets knew what Jesus had in store for his children. Amen. They cannot see. Amen. If the if the political, if the politicians of this world could see, if the prominent and the wealthy of this world, but they cannot see. Only disciples can see. 
what Jesus is trying to show them. They have the prophets and kings of old could not see the power. They did not walk in the power. They did not have the authority over the serpents and the scorpions. They didn't have this authority where he meant nothing by any means would not hurt them. And Jesus said they only wish to see and hear what you see and hear. He's wanting us to know that here tonight. He's going to allow us in 2020 to see things we've never seen. Amen. By his power and glory. He's going to allow his children, his disciples, his followers to see and hear things. Hear things they've never heard before. That people only dreamed that they could hear. That people only dreamed that they could know. But it's going to be the disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ who position themselves Get ready to receive eternal promises and victory and authority in his name. I loose the fear of the Lord upon the house of the Lord and upon this congregation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I loose the angels of the Lord to encamp around those who fear your great name, Jesus Christ. Your name is above every other name. Your name is above all darkness. Your name is above all fear. Your name is above every device and machination that would try to deceive and distract and destroy the children of God. Your name is greater. I loose the fear of the Lord and I loose the angel of the Lord can camp around your church tonight. The Bible continues in verse 25 of Luke 10 that a lawyer stood up seeking to tempt Jesus. Here the disciples are running back to him. The followers are coming back to him saying, the devils are subject to us. Do you believe that can happen for you? Come on, we got to get the Bible out the book. It's got to get personal. Do you believe that in the name of Jesus, that devils are subject unto you in his name. They are. It's happening right now. It's been happening. It's going to continue to happen. Satan cannot stop the plans of Almighty God. He cannot stop them. All we've got to do is position ourselves in his presence through prayer and his word. And whatever Satan's plans are, they cannot stop the child of God. Authority. That's what Jesus wants to give every one of us here tonight. The lawyer, while this is happening, in verse 25, stood up seeking to tempt Jesus, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus replied in verse 26, What is written in the law? How readest thou? What, how, do you, how do you read it, lawyer? You've got the question. You're asking me. What are you reading? You tell me, lawyer. I'm flipping the question back on you, sir. And he, the lawyer, answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and all thy mind in thy neighbor as thyself. And he, Jesus, said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, the lawyer, willing to justify himself, the Bible says, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho 
and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. You still reading with me, church? And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when the priest saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, the Levites were also priests. When he was at the place, came and looked on him. He looked at this man who fell among thieves and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. Somebody say compassion. Oh, let's try that one more time. Somebody say compassion. When he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him. He changed his direction to be towards the wounded man. And he bound up his wounds, the Bible says. Pouring in oil and wine, he used great cost to take care of the wounded. He used great cost to take care of the wounded. And he set him on his beast, his own beast. He chose discomfort for the comfort of the wounded. He took on discomfort so that the wounded could be comforted and brought him to an end and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. Somebody say, take care. And whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, Jesus said, thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, the lawyer said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou Do thou likewise. Here in this moment of the scripture, the 70 disciples come back to Jesus rejoicing about authority and power in his name. It's not an accident that this lawyer begins to ask Jesus questions in the midst of their rejoicing and Jesus even trying to give the 70 the right perspective. Rejoice not, amen, that you have authority over devils. But rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. And as a matter of fact, that's what this authority thing is all about. It's not so you can say you're super spiritual. It's not so that you can defeat, amen, 20 devils in a single punch. Leap over buildings in a single bound. 
It's not what this is about. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. And as a matter of fact, while you're reaching for me to have your own name in the Lamb's book of life, I want you to find somebody else. I want you to seek out the hurting. I want you to seek out the wounded. I want you to take care of them. I want you to use great cost of time, great cost of resources, great cost of energy. Spend whatever needs to be spent of your life so that other names can be written. That's what Jesus gives us authority over devils for. Right? That's what he gives us authority over devils for. Amen. So that the blind eyes can be open. Amen. It's more than physical blindness. Jesus was more so talking about spiritual blindness. So that deaf ears can be unstopped. The Bible talks about Satan blinding the minds of this world. And Jesus says, I've come to give you keys. I've come to give you authority. I've come to give you power over devils. Uh, Amen. And if we'll position ourselves, uh, God will begin to speak to us about people in their certain situations uh, and the spirits that have them bound, the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy human hearts uh, and human lives. And he wants you and I to be involved in setting them free and bringing them back to health. The Good Samaritan. It was churchy folk that passed by. It was churchy folk that passed by. It was a priest that passed by. But a Samaritan, one that wasn't even of the house of Israel, came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him. And he bound up his wounds. He didn't go looking for somebody else. He wasn't even a priest. He didn't go, hey, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not a preacher. I better go find someone who can help this wounded man. I better go, I better go find someone who, who can help this wounded man who was, who was left for dead while he was robbed and wounded by thieves. He said, no, I'm here. I'm available. Who knows if the Samaritan knew who came before him? Didn't matter who came before him. He's there now. The wounded man's there now. And if somebody doesn't help him, he's going to die. And so the Bible says, amen, he came to where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him. When he saw him afar off, I imagine, amen, he was on his way to some other place. But he stopped where he was going and changed his focus. up his wounds pouring in oil and wine he had costly possessions and he used them not for himself but to help a wounded stranger there's people who aren't here tonight there's people who aren't here amen some of them they just didn't plan on being here there's other people who are here tonight aren't here tonight and it's because they're wounded I got a list in my mind right now. I'm not going to name drop. 
I got a list of people in my mind who are wounded and they're needing, amen, people. They're needing, amen, a good Samaritan or two or three to take care of them. They're needing a good Samaritan to take them up, to pour in oil and wine and spend costly time and energy and resources. They're needing a child of God, a man of God, a woman of God, a good Samaritan to set them on their beast and say, I will not leave you for dead. I'm not going to wait for someone else to do it. I don't know who came before me, and I don't know if there will be anybody who comes after me, but I'm here now. He took care of him. He put him on. He chose discomfort for the wounded's comfort. He took him, amen, to the end. He brought him to an end and took care of him. Amen. He paid. He gave money to the innkeeper and said, take care of him when I get back. Whatever you spend for his care, this wounded stranger's care, I'll repay you when I get back. He said, I'm coming back. Can we stand to our feet here tonight? young lawyer said what's the he said how do I gain eternal life what do I do that's what that's what prompted this what shall I do to inherit eternal life he said what do you read what do you read in the bible sir so love the Lord thy God, all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. He said, okay, you're doing good. It's a good start. Prestigious lawyer. It's a good start. It's not that all. That's not all there is to it. Who's my neighbor, he said. He knows because the first and great commandment is Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. All these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The entirety of scripture from Genesis to Revelation hinges on these two. It is the center purpose of the, of the word of God. And he talks to him about a wounded man. Which now of these three do you think was neighbor unto him that fell? And he said, he that showed mercy. And Jesus said, go and do thou likewise. Your likewise is just as important. My likewise is just as important as loving the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength go and do likewise go find the wounded go find the outcast take responsibility for them care for them the good Samaritan would not release himself 
until the wounded was well. I'm not letting go until the wounded is well. I won't stop taking care until. Hey, you doing all right now? You all right? I still got a limp. Okay, I'm still with you until the wounded is well. You doing all right? I had a rough day. I feel like I'm isolating myself. I have I deal with suicidal thoughts and uh, I deal with addiction and uh, I feel like nobody loves me. Uh, okay, I'm not gonna let you go. You know, I know you're gonna probably be irritated with how many times I call you, but I'm gonna keep calling you because I'm not gonna release until the wounded are well, until the wounded are well, until the wounded are well, until the wounded are whole enough to reach somebody else. I'm not letting go. I'm gonna take care. And God's calling you and I, God's calling every single one of us to take care. There's some in this house who are wounded. I say unto you, Let yourself be loved. Don't run. Let yourself be loved. Let the people of God love you. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. But let the body of Christ love on you. Let them check up on you. Let them get involved in your life. Come on, let them encourage you. There's no strings attached. There's no ulterior motive. We want to see you get well. We want to see you walk in victory. We want to see you be an overcomer in Jesus' name. Good Samaritan made the wounded his responsibility. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Angel, Brother Ian, would you come? We're going to get ready to serve communion at this time. Amen. This is what I'm going to ask here today that before we begin to serve and distribute, that we pray. I feel calling from the Lord. This is what the Lord spoke. Amen. It's a word for us here tonight. He's wanting us. He is burdened with, amen, wounded people. Does that mean he stops caring about us? No, it doesn't mean he stops caring about us. Uh, Amen. But the Bible talks about the strong bearing the infirmities of the weak. Uh, We don't see enough of that in churches today. But it's the Bible. Amen. The strong bear the infirmities of the weak. And let me tell you something. If you're feeling weak, you don't need to be ashamed about feeling weak. If you're struggling, don't be ashamed that you're struggling. If you're feeling beat down, hear this. Listen, listen. I don't know what anybody else around this church is saying, but this is pastor talking. I don't care what anybody else says. This is pastor talking. This is what the word of God's trying to say. Don't be ashamed of being hurt. Don't be ashamed of being weak. But let yourself get loved on. Let yourself be ministered to. Amen. Let those who are strong in the spirit. And let me say this to the strong. Amen. To the weak, I say, don't be ashamed. And to the strong, I say, don't you cause shame. Don't you puff your chest up. Don't you turn your nose. Don't you turn your head. Don't you damn and condemn people who are struggling and are burdened down and are going through. Don't you get impatient. Be patient of the love. Be patient enough to love and to care. 
I feel the call of the Lord here today to every one of us to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number one, he wants us to know that as we love him, we're going to simplify it, love God and love people, first and second greatest commandment. We've got to know that we're going to come against spiritual opposition. I'm telling you, you get in this business of disciple making, you're going to see some stuff. Because Satan hates lives being changed. Satan hates lives being transformed from darkness to light. Uh, And he pulls out all the stops. It's amazing the things you see when people start making progress towards God. Uh, But it's not for us to be intimidated. It's to continue to stay in our prayer closet and to declare the word of the Lord. And know that Jesus will give us authority as we go about doing his business. The authority is to love the Lord for all, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The authority is to love our neighbor as ourselves. Uh, amen. And to be a good Samaritan. And to show mercy. And to do likewise. And so we're going to pray here tonight. We're going to ask the Lord. Actually, we're not going to ask the Lord. We're going to answer his call. The call is to say yes. I'm going to care. I'm going to love. I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to make myself available. I'm going to commit to Lord your holy purpose. And that is reaching and serving and ministering to the wounded. Until. How long does it take? Five years, could be seven years, could be 10 years, could be 15 years. I've seen some journeys with people. Come on, and I've been wounded myself. Uh, amen. I thank the Lord for my bishop in my life. Uh, when I think of the wounds I've been through in my own life, I thank God for a patient man of God. And as we have freely received, let us freely give. Can we lift our hands across this house? Amen. And can we say yes to the Lord? I'm going to say yes to loving you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Lord, I know that as I love you and I serve you, Lord, if I don't put you second string, Lord, Lord, you're going to give me authority over serpents. You're going to give me authority over devils. You're going to give me authority over everything that tries to hinder your purpose and wholeness in people's lives and in my life. I say yes to loving you. I say yes to going all the way. I say yes yes to loving my neighbor as myself. I say yes to taking care of the wounded. I say yes to allowing my life to be loved. I say yes to ministering and being ministered to. I say yes. I won't relent. I won't pass off the responsibility. I won't turn a blind eye. Oh God. But as I give, as you have given to me, Lord, my cup will never be empty. Come on, some of you are Worried. Amen. Will I have enough energy? Will I have enough time? Will I have enough resources if I spend it on the wounded? Amen. Jesus is saying, test me. Try me. See if I won't feel you overflowing. Give what you have. Spend your energy. Spend your prayer. And watch me move. I say yes. I say yes. I don't have to understand it. It doesn't have to add up. It doesn't have to make sense. But if you say it, I'm going to go. 
And if you put it in front of me, if you put this wounded, I promise Jesus I will not leave them for dead. The wounded in this church, the wounded in my home, the wounded on my job, the wounded in the places I frequent, the wounded in my school. I'm going to ask if you would pass out communion at this time. Amen. Before we do, well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead and pass that out. First Corinthians eleven twenty six through 29, it says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, I ask that you please don't open, and if you'll wait, we'll do it together. Also, if you can bring myself and Brother Knight one, when you get the opportunity. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread, thank you, sir, and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily. This is a reverential thing. We must do it in reverence unto the Lord. Whosoever eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. I'd like us to do this. We're going to pray a prayer of repentance. We're going to just clear our hearts. So can we lift our hands and close our eyes unto the Lord and just repent and ask him, Lord, I want to make things right, Lord, at the end of this year, Lord. Let's do that together. Lord Jesus, right now, I repent of my sins, Lord God. My sins of commission, my sins of omission, Lord. Lord God, the things that you asked me to do that I didn't do, the things you asked me not to do that I went on and did anyway, I repent, Lord God, of everything in my heart, my mind, and my life that's not like you, that's not pleasing to you, that is contrary to your will. Lord God, I ask you to search me. I want a heart that's pure and clear and kind, a heart, Lord God, that's made room for you and your righteousness and holiness, a heart that's making room to seek first your kingdom. I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I ask you to wash me, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Luke twenty-two seventeen 17 through 20, the Bible says, and he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, take this, wait until, we're going to do it together, wait until I, I instruct us, please, if you will. took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it, here we go, divide it amongst yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And the Bible says, and he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Can we eat the bread together here today? Can we thank the Lord for his body being broken for our sins here tonight? Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for your blood. We thank you for your body, Lord God, being wounded for our transgressions. 
being bruised for our iniquities, God. You took our suffering and shame, Lord. We were that wounded, Lord, that you took upon and you took care of us. You bore our sin and shame. You paid the penalty of our sin. We thank you. And after the same manner, also, you took the cup. And when he had supped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it. Drink it in remembrance of me. Can we pray before we drink together? Lord, we thank you for your blood, Jesus, tonight. We thank you, Lord God. None of us are worthy, Lord, here today. It is your blood that makes us worthy. It's your blood that makes us white as snow, Lord Jesus. Oh, we present ourselves before you to wash us with your blood, Lord God. Oh, that covers and has authority over sin. It's your blood that never loses its power. We thank you for your blood shed on Calvary for our sins today. That we, Lord God, though our sins were scarlet, Lord, Lord God, through your blood they are made white as snow. And let us drink of the blood today. Can we drink together? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we thank him again and clap our hands unto the Lord? Oh, God, I'm so unworthy, Lord God. Oh, who am I that you are even mindful of me or any of us, Lord, that you would bring us out of darkness into your marvelous light? Lord, who am I to even stand behind this pulpit or any of us to even be in your house? Lord, thank you for your blood. Thank you for your body, Lord. We worship you. We thank you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord and thank him together. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for making us clean. Let's continue to pray, church. We thank you for making us clean. Oh, we're ending this year right with you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we're starting a brand new year. With you, Lord Jesus, whole things are passed away. Whole things are passed away. Oh, in this year, in this past decade, all things are passed away. In you, Lord Jesus, all all things are made new. We're leaving the former things behind today. We're leaving the former things. Come on, somebody. We're moving forward into the hope of the Lord. Oh, happy new year, church. I'm clean. I'm new, I'm whole, oh 
the past has no hold on me. The guilt and shame has no hold on me. I got a future. I got a hope. I've got a promise. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church. Amen. There may be some yesterdays we're thankful for. There may be some yesterdays we want to forget. Amen. But the Lord says, behold, I do a new thing. Behold, it shall spring forth.